So check this out. I got word that Hulu threw this crazy party in Beverly Hills with literally all of the biggest reality TV stars. I'm talking about all the Bravo Lebs, Candy Burris, Portia Williams, James Kennedy, Jax Taylor, even Captain Lee and Kate Chastain. Here's the genius part. If you want to find out what happened at the party, you have to watch the commercials. Yes, I know I'll be tuning in and then signing up for a free trial to get my favorite reality TV shows at Hulu.com. Season 10, episode 4 of Curb Your Enthusiasm is over, but we are just getting started here on the Curb Your Enthusiasm post-show recap. And now, you're the guys who will do no weight guessing whatsoever, Akiva, here on this podcast. I am Rob Sesternina. Hello, everybody. Uh, welcome. I don't even know if what I said made any sense, but Akiva, do not guess anybody's weight, okay? We've been down this road before. Robot. Yeah, I don't know. We, you know, there's uh, there, like an old South Park thing that like the Sim- Simpsons did at first, right? We yes. we beat Kerp. We guessed <laughs> people's weights on Renap once. Yes. You've incepted Larry David is my thinking. Yes. Akiva guessed my weight and listener. I got dragged. So figure that out. <laughs> no, I, I remember hearing oh, about yeah, Rob. <laughs> yeah, Rob was too thin. Did I also once, uh, did I joke that like when listeners called in for an episode once that they were going to have to say their weight or like who they were <laughs> supporting the Democratic Sounds primary? Sounds about right. Sounds about right. Also, by the way, yeah. Josh yeah. Wiggler. Hi, Josh Wiggler the, yeah. somehow guys, stumbled into a Kirk <laughs> Enthusiasm recap gig. Yeah, I think all three of us kind of did. I mean, I know this is your yeah. beat, but you didn't mean to keep doing no. this every week. Uh, no, it's a spite I, podcast. It is. This is definitely mm. a spite podcast for sure. Yeah. <laughs> we're trying to <laughs> knock out Chester's occur <laughs> podcast. <laughs> we're trying to keep him out of the number one spot for Curb uh, Enthusiasm recap. Mocha Chester. Yeah, we're coming for your beans. Mocha Chester. <laughs> <laughs> all right here we are you'll never get me to say a bad thing about mickey uh yeah. an episode on the road here for curb Your enthusiasm the longest episode of the season i think clocking in around like uh 43 minutes akiva what'd you make of the destination to cabo episode yeah we talked last week about uh doing a standalone episode and this was a standalone episode that had like a yeah. beginning a middle and an end but it wasn't completely away. It didn't go completely away from our three main storylines uh, of, you know, the sexual harassment lawsuit, which I guess is, seems like it's over the a relationship <laughs> with, you know, the love triangle with Cheryl and Ted and the yeah. Mocha Joe versus Latte Larry. Story. By the way, so the show opens with a very abrupt ending to the sexual harassment storyline that we had been following. It's uh, a just flashback. What, yeah, what did what'd you make of that? What, did, did they like get a note like, hey, guys, uh, like, let's, <laughs> let's not spend the whole season on this. It's right in my wheelhouse, the flashback. Uh, no, I think, I think like to have larry do uh like a cabo enthusiasm episode <laughs> and still have to deal with the me too storyline uh is asking for too much that's just too much in the air like you're also having to advance the the mocha joe latte larry feud you're having to advance the cheryl and ted stuff uh it's just too many recurring storylines so i think that they have like this ability right now to naturally pause the me too storyline you have to imagine that it's going to reactivate. There's like there's so many different trapdoors back into that storyline. Whether it's uh, suddenly uh, the the memory loss is regained and the the lawsuit heats back up, or it could be the the person with the pigs in the blanket who we haven't seen much from uh, since that whole incident. Or given the way that Larry is still touching people, it's not impossible that Larry's mm-hmm. just going to re me to himself. Okay. I thought we were done. What do you think? No Akiva? way. No way. No way. I think Josh is right. I think we're done for a few episodes, but the, at the end of the you know, the last few it's episodes, like finale of the season, it's material. Finale material. That's like the big mm-hmm. like producer. Yeah. It's the producers. You know, they're gonna they're gonna put on the the Me Too uh, stage play. Maybe does the store get canceled? Does Latte Larry's get canceled because because Larry gets canceled and you know and something you know I don't know Ted Danson throws him under the bus or something like all three storylines merge together in the finale. 
You're gonna boycott Latte Larry's because of the sexual harassment storyline. Well, he's got the he's got those incredible beans now, uh, or or we can assume he's on the journey. Maybe maybe next week's episode is him trekking back with those beans in hand and how does he get them back to... <laughs> Wait, to- do, you th- do you think we're going to have like an Oregon Trail uh, return back from Cabo and like Larry is trying to cross the border in a couple yeah, he's episodes? Gotta, he's got to forge the border with the beans in hand. Like uh, Fear uh, the Walking Curb Your Enthusiasm? <laughs> oh God! That sounds like an awful show. Oh my God. Uh, but yeah, I could see it becoming like uh, Larry has to bequeath the store to Latte Leon's and Leon has to like cut ties with Larry because Larry's too radioactive. I think that that all that all ties together pretty well. Oh, okay, Akiva, I thought we were really uh, getting into coma territory. I thought you called one hell of a shot on last week's recap when they started breaking down what was wrong with uh, the wo- the woman that had the lawsuit against Larry. I thought we were going coma, but it turns out amnesia. Yeah, they they used the medical term for it, and I guess all of us are at least me and you. Uh, are dumb enough to assume that that's that meant the coma when it when it was just amnesia. I was excited for a second. Yeah, um, Larry has a new love interest in, in this episode. Uh, a woman by the name of Donna. Uh, they have a little bit of a of a gum cute, Josh. Uh, I didn't realize. Uh, I, I was doing some some googling into Curb Your Enthusiasm, Donna, and this is the second Donna that Larry David has dated on Curb Your Enthusiasm. There was a there was a Donna back in season eight that I I did not uh, realize existed, uh, but it's not the same person. I don't know what kind of Donna uh, Donna beef uh, Larry has in his past. Seems yeah, to be really really taken with it. That makes it sound like that they might remember. Donna was one of the... Yeah, yeah they don't remember. <laughs> Donna was one of the Masterson brothers' uh, love interests on The Ranch, the Netflix show that got canceled when <laughs> when, uh, the Ma- when when the Masterson oh. brother was, was actually canceled. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, so she, you know, she could really... It's interesting because she could play like... You know, she plays Larry's love interest and it's not like, hey, he's 30 years older than her. But, uh, you know, I guess she could uh, go all over the board. Yeah. Donna. Yeah. Um, Larry is going to find some unsettling pictures on the phone because uh, Larry is going to feel like that maybe that uh, Donna is uh, on the slimmer end of a of a yo-yo diet. Uh, Akiva, I, I feel like that uh, this is uh, what what is Larry worried about here for this for this what? dating this woman. He sees a, an awful picture of her, which was that really her? That's not like a bad picture of her that the actress like brought to work, right? That's a picture of a completely different human being, I think. And that's and certainly the get, reaction he that he off. seems to have, right? Like he's like he's having this moment where like he can't believe that this is the same human being, uh, and it gets it gets Larry. Uh, you can imagine this being something that concerns Larry greatly. Uh, this is a this is a wild card has been introduced to his mix. He can't can't predict who this person actually is yeah i didn't know that larry was just uh so vain in terms of who he was dating uh they feel like that larry did not seem to have a ton of options in the dating pool i just felt like that this was uh like a a very like a shallow (laughs) like i I know it sounds a little crazy to say that that, to be surprised by anything larry does but (laughs) yeah this this was like uh hey oh my god in a couple of years uh this she could go back to this uh, this picture uh i gotta get out now i don't know larry in real life like real life ld is dating you know i'd say a younger uh type of woman at this point Mm -hmm. um from what i've seen so th- this is sort of like life and art mixing together, whereas on the show, I guess he's a rich guy, so these women might be available to him. Uh, and now he's like sort of realizing it now that, you know, the character is, is, is single and away from Cheryl. I don't know. It, it is weird, right? Larry in real life does date much younger women, from what I hear. Yeah. But they and talked now, about so recently, now, like, they, like he, wouldn't even, he couldn't even get a date. Who would want to date me? He's talking about only two episodes ago. Right. So, yeah. right. But I think like Jeff yeah. really pumped him up. I think Jeff <laughs> gave him the confidence of like, it doesn't matter that you're old and bald with glasses, you're wealthy and wealth trumps all of that. Uh, and so I think like that's given Larry a little pep in his step. He was able to, to albeit briefly, uh, get back together with Cheryl. Uh, and so maybe he feels like he's got like a little bit of like a, a second wind or like a 14th wind probably by now, at least. Um, okay. 
The episode is going to revolve around uh, the destination wedding of Mickey, played by uh, Timothy Oliphant in the episode. <laughs> uh, are, are you uh, a big uh, Timmy O guy, Josh? Uh, of course. Uh, the great Antonio uh, Mazzaro uh, and I, uh, Tony O. I, I don't know. It doesn't really work. Uh, we podcasted about every episode of the final season of Justified. Timothy Oliphant was the guy at the heart of Justified. So we stand. Raylan Givens on post-show recaps. Uh, and here he is playing uh, like a total unlikable douchebag that uh, I guess I, I guess you've gotten me to say a bad <laughs> word a about, bad Mickey. Thing about Mickey. Uh, yeah. 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 Uh, he's, uh, he's just the worst. <laughs> Josh, how do you feel about the destination wedding? Uh, I think the destination wedding is fine to do. If your expectations are, you're going to get a lot of no's. Uh, if your if your expectation is you're going to do the destination wedding and then you're going to be aggrieved when certain people, even key people potentially, uh, have to turn you yeah. down, uh, then that's on you. Uh, that's your problem. Uh, go ahead and have your wedding in Cabo. But even if it's on a Saturday uh, and even if you're my best friend from elementary <laughs> school. I may not attend your. This sounds wedding. personal. This sounds very it, specific. It feels. Josh. It feels a yeah, little personal. personal. It feels a little personal. I had to go to a destination wedding in Seattle once, um, and it was for somebody who my wife was very close with, uh, and uh, we, you know, it was great. We had a really good time, but it was like it was very inconvenient to go. Uh, it was, you know, in the in the you know the middle of a season where it was really difficult to get out, uh, and then we found out a year later uh, or two years later that uh, this couple had actually already secretly been married for a year and they had like done what? they had done they had done that uh like privately and then this was like the ceremony and like they expect a lot of people to go out to the to the wedding and I was I was I was barely Oof. barely aggrieved barely aggrieved about that. Did you ask for your money well, back? Well first of all it's is it a is it a destination wedding guys if one of the parties is from that city and just happens not to live there like they're from Milwaukee but now they both live in New York but their family, you know, one of their families and, and a lot of their childhood friends so from Milwaukee. It's is that a destination, destination wedding? for me. The destination for me was on a Monday, too. Extra. Yeah, we call those mm. out of town. Well, you should hear. We we had a guest on Robin and Kevin, podcast that had a Monday afternoon wedding on Harry Potter's birthday in North Dakota. That's, <laughs> um, that's, but that's my wedding I was <laughs> my wedding was uh, in Florida, even though my wife and I both were living in New York. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's not wasn't really a destination no, wedding. Like her a, parents were making a wedding. wedding. That's so a destination wedding. You're both living in New York, and you have the wedding in Florida. Florida's destination-y enough. I would say as a destination wedding. But it, you're right. It did. It was weird. Like some of my closest friends just couldn't go. Yeah. You know? My wife and I got married in New York, and we didn't live there. Former closest friends. <laughs> Ex close friend. Yeah. Uh, I think the, the the wedding in in Cabo is nice if you can if you can do it if you can yeah. afford it. That's wonderful. Uh, if it's a dream of yours, that's great. Uh, sure. But your expectations just have to be that you can't, uh, you're not going to get everybody to go. And I, I'm sure that's partly why Mickey is uh, shocked that Larry is attending the wedding in Cabo. Uh, it's a probably, great yeah. second uh, marriage spot. For marriage number two. Yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. yeah Destination yeah, yeah. wedding is the move for remarry. Um, why? What's the logic? What's the theory? Is it weird we've never heard of... Yeah. Because you have friends have money then? Like, I don't know. Like, people no, can miss it and not that, feel bad. I mean, I mean, here's what I would think. I feel like that, you know, it's a little bit like when, when you're younger, you know, have a big wedding. Sure, everybody's ex- everybody's excited. It's new. Everybody is like, uh, you know, hooray. Oh, our, our, our kids are getting married. This is wonderful. Uh, then when you're in your 30s and 40s and then you're getting remarried. No one, no one, no one cares about you anymore. Is yeah, what you're saying? Yeah, yeah, people are a little bit like, eh, OK, uh, like it's a little, I feel like it's a little bit, you know, uh you know, like you, when older people get married, have a big wedding, unless it's a first wedding, you know, it's like, ah, all right, been there, done that. All right, let's do the destination wedding thing. I think that what's that awkward is when it's the guy's second wedding, but the woman's first wedding, then there's a little bit of like, how do you sort of like uh, fix that? If it's both people's second wedding, go have a destination wedding. Yeah, I'll go to Cabo for a wedding, though. That sounds fun. Yeah. I mean, this seemed like a great time. Like, if ju- just to go to the carnival, to taste the best coffee on the planet, uh, right. to have, have my weight guessed by uh, the world's <laughs> greatest weight yeah. guesser, uh, depending <laughs> like, on where I am in my yo-yo. Yeah, but, 
<laughs> but, but just to put it this way, and, and I know that nobody on this panel is get is getting divorced. But and could not you yet. imagine? Not yet. Not could you yet. imagine having a second on the big wheel. wedding? Uh, I mean, <laughs> uh, oh boy, God forbid. That's a deal breaker. No, no. So, I'm gonna but do also, this again? with the destination wedding, like I, I got married when I was twenty. And I was still in college, so all of my friends were able to like fly down on cheap flights to Florida and come to my wedding. I think my dad also paid for all their hotel rooms. Yeah, because uh, otherwise, like nobody would have come. Nobody had money. Nobody had jobs. Everyone was in college. I couldn't get ten people now to Florida. You know, at, at thirty, you know, thirty six years old, people come, bring their wives. Like, that's and insane. I don't even like that's going to other point. people's weddings. You don't. You don't want that many people. No, I think if you opened up, uh, if if you opened it up to people who who you've met through like the podcast and stuff, yeah, Doctor Mike you, would be there. Oh, I'll yeah. open up to listeners. Yeah, I'll so open up to we, every so listener. We, uh, here, here's here's the thing: if we opened it up to listeners, I think we would have to we would have a pretty expensive wedding on our hands. I think I think a lot of people would be really yeah, compelled true. to to go to Akiva Winokur's second uh, wedding. Uh, <laughs> they would you would definitely have people flying out. For Should that. that be the Renap live show this summer? <laughs> but what if you just renew your vows in another city? <laughs> I think I don't, I don't think go. one of the pro- <laughs> yeah the problem is whenever people pitch my or your wife Rob to appear on the podcast they, they're assuming we have access that we do not have to get <laughs> run it past Mara see if you guys can renew okay. your vows uh, this summer <laughs> she'll be like sure, oh, Emily, fine Emily let's Fox you know let's annul now. the first one <laughs> yeah. yeah I don't I, I could get dangerous I don't want her to remind her that we were you know like there's legal you know I I don't think it's a good idea it's okay. recourse yeah yeah, yeah. Um, a big part of the episode is this private plane and the captain and the captain needs to know everybody's weight and nobody will tell Larry their weight. Uh, Josh, did you did you find this odd that nobody is willing to share their weight with Larry, especially when it has to do with the safety of the private jet? Yeah, I mean, obviously, this is just for the gag. Because uh, no, no world does any of that make sense. Like in in this, it's a it's a private plane. You're you're flying in the lap of luxury. Uh, you're presumably, unless you're Larry chartering the plane. Uh, oh, I guess everybody had to split. Everybody had to pay for it. Uh, but for them, it's probably like uh, buying like a JetBlue flight cross country. Mm-hmm. Like it's it's nothing uh, to to fly in that luxury for these people. Uh, but the the cost of that is maybe you have to be a little bit more open with your personal details for your personal safety. If you if you tell the the small plane driver, it's called a pilot I believe, uh that you're you're not giving them the the proper weight for the plane, uh you might not make it to Cabo. Uh mm. so this was this was ridiculous. I thought that this was absolutely ridiculous. Yeah. Very absurd. And how close are they cutting it, Akiva? It is crazy that they're literally I, I have been on one of those like American Eagle flights from mm-hmm. uh, L.A. to San Diego where they did make my dad move to like the they like there's too much weight on the back of the plane. They made mm-hmm. my dad move to the front of the plane. So like it is sort of a thing, but it doesn't make any. Uh, first of all, why couldn't they just email the captain? Like, give me the captain's phone number, email address. I'll tell him when I weigh. And obviously the captain I'll, you will be sworn to secrecy. Like, why does Larry have to be the go between? here? <laughs> yeah. Well, that's the. They could also tell, like, uh, they could also tell, like, a mutual, like, uninvolved party, like, all right, everyone write down their weight on a piece of paper, and that person can oh, add it up. That's good. They I feel like there's ways a, around it, like a a weight mediator. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah, like a seventh wheel there, and they just <laughs> they just write down what everyone has. Yeah, oh, but then that's too much. That's additional weight. Unless that person's not getting on the the flight. They're not getting on the plane. They're just counting the weight. That's like a person so in the hotel. Need, they could have need- had the, the clerk behind the desk. You need two weight mediators then. So you need one for the front end of the trip and one for the back. So you need a weight mediator in L.A. and one who's uh, Cabo based. Where did the plane land when they had to make the emergency stop? Did they go back to L.A.? I didn't catch it. Um, no, I don't know. They made an emergency stop. They, they said stop. something and I, I don't know if I heard it. Um, about what, like Where did they, did they just throw Larry's bags in the garbage? <laughs> yeah. Like where do they? Know. Yeah, <laughs> like he never gets them, right? They never get the bags. They're they're gone, and her bags. Yeah. So Le- Leon was the last guy. Like Leon should have had his bags just yeah, immediately. Yeah, but Le- he Leon wasn't even is, invited to the wedding. No, Leon is Teflon in, in that situation. He's Teflon. You know, he's not. He's untouchable in that moment. Leon's not losing his bag, and no one, no one's gonna fight Leon on that. Did you hear the way Leon talked to the contractor mm-hmm. at the start of the episode? No one's gonna mess with Leon. <laughs> yeah. 
Uh, right. That uh, you got to finish pump, the job. Pumping it up. You can't. Pumping it up. Finish the job. Yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> Kiva, did you like how so uh, Larry was trying to get everybody to chip in for the private jet? I do like that they're doing more realistic money stuff this season. They made a reference to like Cheryl being loaded, which is funny because, right, she would have like half or a third of Larry's money. So she is very wealthy. Uh, so I like that they're doing that stuff, which they've never really done before. Uh, and I think that is probably a rich guy thing. Like Larry's probably flown somewhere, hopefully not with like, uh, you know, who on his plane, but he's probably flown with some really rich guys. And uh, I'm sure they've had this conversation. It, it felt very lived in. It, it felt like a, like a very, very real Larry David problem, uh, which means uh, if this feels very unrelatable to like the common Curb Your Enthusiasm watcher, perhaps there's a reason for that. Mm-hmm. Uh, Akiva, who did Larry accuse of uh, potentially being a schnurrer? Was that Ted Danson? Uh, yes, I think Ted was the schnurrer. <laughs> They're busting out a lot of Yiddish this episode because she also, like when that. she finds out yeah. Do you think you're going to start calling people Bubala? I think you could get away with it, Rob. <laughs> sure. Sure. I just you have I my never permission. Know. Yeah. Am I am I allowed to uh, just, you know, just drop Yiddish? I don't know that I feel great about it. The thing about Yiddish, the, the thing about Yiddish is that it's such a a, a little uh, like a not such, you know, popular language anymore. I feel like they're happy that anybody's a fan, you know? Mm-hmm. They'll take it. We <laughs> we'll get we have one There's a lot of funny one, sounding uh, words that are very yeah, great for got, comedy. Yeah, and uh, like a lot of Yiddish words have made it into like the dictionary, like chutzpah, you know, and, and, and stuff that is that is, you know, really part of, you know, the dictionary you might not even know. Uh, I, you could say, you could call people bubbler. That's that's fine. I, I'm giving you a pass. OK. All right. Well, if anybody comes down on this, well, my fr- my friend said I can say it. Not if somebody's like, hey, what are you doing? I think you got to do it at your own risk. Yeah, because that might not be acceptable. There. Yeah, maybe just in the WhatsApp group. <laughs> like you, uh, yeah. You can get away with it. Uh, the WhatsApp group, you could call. Yeah, you are. You, you could say, listen, I'm in a WhatsApp group with seven Orthodox guys. So. <laughs> <And me. laughs> yeah, you're just one of the guys. That's one of the guys. Just one of the boobalists. <laughs> okay. Um, do we ever figure out why did Larry get such a lousy hotel room in Cabo, Josh? Did Mickey? Because Mickey hated him. He slighted him. Did Mickey yeah. not want Larry to come to the wedding? I guess so. I guess that there there are two options. Uh, one is that yeah, like Mickey didn't want Larry to come to the wedding. Mickey didn't think Larry was coming to the wedding. Uh, Mickey doesn't like Larry, and so he when he finds out Larry's coming, he gives him the crappy room. Um, that's that's door number one. Uh, door number two is that Larry is just cosmically cursed, and hmm. uh, everybody around him gets the good room, and he gets the terrible room because that's just his lot in life. Is to is to suffer uh, a, a room size slight uh, mm-hmm. when everybody else is getting to to roll around in their uh, their like four bedroom suites, which looked fantastic. <laughs> everybody had a, had a nice room. Uh, uh, Leon was speaking my language. Like I've I've definitely like so like for work. Like I've definitely been like flown to to great hotels in the past. And like what I'll do is I'll just order like a sandwich. You're not gonna say that you get TV a massage from the maid though, right? I'm definitely not about to say that. I'm not looking to break the divorce seal of the three of us. Uh, I'm not on board with that. Uh, but I, I, Leon's tactics of just like get into the room immediately, just eat all of the room service in your luxurious hotel room. That that, that yeah. felt right to me. I also very much felt the the chocolate stain made a lot of sense, and, and hiding your Toblerone yes. felt very very real to me. <laughs> very lived in. Um, yeah. But but Akiva, a, a massage from the maid is not a real thing. That is not a real hotel service, right? We don't know what happened there. No, I think, of course not. I think they're trying just to show like Leon is, you know, quite the character, and he could okay. uh, pull a maid from from massage just on from his charm. That was like a date. It was a, it was like a date. Yes, exactly. <laughs> they hit it off. Um, well, I think yeah. I think like JB Smoove plays Leon. Uh, like he like his superpower is he could just get almost anything that he wants. Uh, He's got the Kavorka. Yeah, you know, it, it just it tends to really, really work out for Leon. Sometimes it does not, but often it, it, it does. Often, like, he could just say to Mickey point blank, like, I think I'll pass on the wedding and Mickey will still hook him up with the sweet room. Um, and I, I get the sense that uh, J.B. Smooth is just throwing stuff in there that is completely taking Larry <laughs> by surprise. Like, I, I felt like the way that that uh, Larry was was uh, cracking up 
when Leon was on the phone at the start of the episode, that felt very real. Like that felt like uh, JB Smoove must have done like seven different versions uh, mm-hmm. that were all completely different in terms of the way that Leon was ripping this person apart. So the the uh, the maid gave me a massage uh, strikes me as something that uh, Leon may have just uh, that JB Smoove may have just totally uh, come up with completely out of nowhere. Yeah, you're right. It does seem like that Leon always does uh, come out on top. If we're ever doing a who won the week on curb, uh, it's usually Leon. Although last week in the artificial fruit, that was a surprisingly down week. It was, for a, ba- Leon. It was a bad week for Leon, but it's rare. That's very rare. rare. Yeah. Very rare. Um, okay. Let, let's go back to who the- won this week. Was it Leon again? Um, who won the week? <laughs> um, I, yeah. I think Are we allowed to do right? who won the week? Akiva? Is that is that Why, trademarked by the Ringer? Uh, yeah, but now uh, we're friends with. Are you? Do you have any podcasts on Spotify? Yeah, now Spotify owns the Ringer, so we're okay. technically part of Spotify. Oh, so we're like family <laughs> by that. association. Yeah, yeah, we're family now. Yes, you can yeah. listen to this podcast yeah. on Spotify. I so, think Leon Leon won the week again because uh, Leon goes down to yeah. Cabo. It's a it's a free ride, and he uh, he gets the beans. So it seems like uh, things are going to be up and up for Latte Larrys. He gets the. The job is like the hub of uh, all the contracting at Latte Larry, so he's employed. And on top of it, he's uh, staying extra days in Cabo with Mickey uh, just to golf with Mickey. Like he's made a new friend, a new wealthy friend. So yeah. his options are opening. Okay. Um, Larry is on the hunt for an extra toothbrush. He goes to everybody's room, sees uh, all of the the nice rooms uh that josh do you travel with an extra toothbrush in case of a toothbrush emergency i don't think i've ever traveled with an extra toothbrush i have traveled uh with the same toothbrush for like the last two years i just <laughs> probably replaced the toothbrush this, this was like a pretty like sobering moment of like oh my travel toothbrush habits are actually fairly gross mm-hmm. uh, i should i should probably i should probably get a new toothbrush for the for the road trip i was but, i was i was astonished do either of you guys have toothbrushing streaks no, I, what do you I, mean? I've, I've never counted. Uh, I, I couldn't. I mean, I assume I'm in the vicinity of 30 ish years of. of two, I, well, I guess like you never missed a day. Like well, yeah, I'm Rob, sure Larry has a 48 year streak is what I'm referring yeah. to. Yeah. yeah, I've missed days. I've missed days for sure. Uh, I don't know if I've ever missed a day. Uh, Survivor. I, well, Survivor. I think. Yeah, I feel like not since I was on Survivor because I kind of feel like that. Um, I can't remember a time where it's not like I'm ever like blackout drunk where I'm like going to bed without brushing my teeth at the very least. I've definitely been so. Yeah. Um, definitely have. Do you know what the extra toothbrush least, move is? Because uh, you know, a year strong. Yeah. A year. A year and a few months now. So ding the bell. We're doing great. Doing nice. Great. Yeah. <laughs> Hanging in there. I think my wife brings a backup toothbrush, but we're six people. So you figure one of the six lose their toothbrush. Drop it in the and toilet. And you have a backup for all yeah. six people. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, that makes sense. That right. makes sense. Um, Cheryl lets Larry use her toothbrush. Uh, I thought that this was insane, Akiva. No, yeah, there's no way that happens. I feel like when you get divorced, the first thing you start doing is using separate toothbrushes. Mm-hmm. Like that's almost too intimate. That's more. There's lots of married people probably that don't share a toothbrush. Like it's more intimate than just getting married. I think. It's very, it, that's very yeah. and it doesn't seem very Cheryl like it's, it's hard to imagine uh, that a couple as uh, neurotic as Larry and Cheryl were going to be open to to using the same toothbrush. I'm, I'm really shocked, frankly, mm. that Larry that would Larry laugh was, at you if you asked. Yeah. 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 I, was, yeah. I, was, I was astonished by this. Not to give too much insight into my own personal life, but uh, I, I but feel like that mm-hmm. it would be a non-starter for me to use my my current wife's toothbrush and vice versa. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know I've if I'm revealed in the on the podcast here. that I have used my wife's toothbrush. I've yeah. used my wife's toothbrush, but then when I said it on a podcast, people did, thought it was weird. And my wife, who probably heard me talking through the door, also was not not a fan. Yeah, yeah I, I believe I believe my wife can very likely hear me through the door right now. And uh, if she wasn't already upset, say that nice I things about her. Outed the story <laughs> about uh, the Seattle wedding. Not to mention the fact that I'm uh, uh, discussing the possibilities of, of second marriages here on on a podcast. You may not love uh, me mentioning that. Yeah, we've definitely shared a toothbrush before. Uh, it's definitely happened. Definitely yeah. happened. Uh, it might have happened. I just I had feel a, like I, had a friend, I wouldn't feel great about it. I, I had a friend who, when we were like 14, would swear up and down that he was such a germy that he would not drink from the same soda bottle, soda can as his as his wife. And um, and I lost touch with him, but now he's a big Mets fan. So we're in a Mets group Mm -hmm. chat together. And I sort of want to say, like, hey, I know we haven't really spoken in 20 years, but I just have to ask you, like, do you and your wife, like, would you drink 
from your wife's open, like, you know, cup of water, mm-hmm. soda can, because you swore 20 years ago that you wouldn't when we were in camp. But I haven't had the guts to ask him yet. Maybe yeah. when Chester's listening, he can yeah. ask him. For no, me. I would drink from the same uh, the, the same glass, and I, I don't have any, any other hangups. We don't need to explore. But uh, the toothbrush thing seems weird. <laughs> toothbrush it's, thing it's, it's very stuff. personal. I mean, you're spending a lot of time in there. I think it's the you're, most like yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, you're getting you're, you're, you're getting really gummy. Like it's just a lot. <laughs> There's like food particulate. You know, you don't want to share the particulate. I don't think. I, yeah, yeah. Um, Larry comes back and he sees this, the Toblerone stain on the Ottoman. He phones it in immediately, Josh. Uh, this, <laughs> this seems really bizarre. Like, he doesn't even attempt to, oh, let me get a washcloth so I don't get charged with it. He can't be bothered. He can't be bothered. Listen, he's, he's tried the club soda and salt routine before. I think he's traumatized. Uh, he, he can't be bothered to clean out a stain mm-hmm. anymore. This mm-hmm. is, this, this work is beneath him. Uh, so somebody else has to come in and take care of the Toblerone stain. Uh, <laughs> the secret Toblerone and the bad handling of the hiding of the Toblerone vary in my wheelhouse. Uh, <laughs> that is a, a, an a million percent a Josh Wiggler move. So I, I, I related to Donna very hard uh, in, in both the yo-yoing category, but specifically uh, trying to, to score secret chocolate while uh, your, mm-hmm. your love interest is away. That makes sense. That makes sense. <laughs> Um, Akiva, I, I loved all of Larry's interactions at the front desk in this episode. I thought that that was, uh, the fun, the funniest part of the episode, uh, for me, especially like, uh, every time Larry walked away from the desk. Yeah, the guy, the actor was really good. He was, you know, they've missed on a lot of like guest parts this year, including maybe Oliphant. I don't know if I love the Oliphant spot this episode, but even though I like him, but I, I thought that guy was great. And he was so even keeled, no matter what Larry said, he's like, I'm never coming back. He's like, OK, we hope, you know, we hope you just change your mind. That guy, yeah. that guy was really good. Yeah, yeah, he was great. Uh, <laughs> that was, was like, bring your sister down. Like he <laughs> literally all she could do is bring a cup of coffee to her mouth. That's literally it. Yeah. Well, yeah, she had Bell's yeah. palsy and then she had what Rosenthal's palsy. Ro- Rosenbaum's like, Ro- palsy. palsy. Yeah. Is that yeah. real? I had never heard of that. No, <laughs> no, it's it's a fake Seinfeld type disease. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, but I, I just I loved also uh, that Larry kept uh, you know inquiring more about the carnival and is is it fun? Is it a fun? Oh, very! It's very fun. It is. It's very fun. It's very fun. They're having. That, um, was, that was great. Yeah, he didn't want to miss out on the trip to Cabo because he didn't want to miss out on how much fun everyone was having. And I love how that got turned around. I'm like, are you having fun right now? I was like, yeah, I am, I am having fun. Yeah, you, and it, you could feel it. You could feel like the Cabo trip was uh, a worthy excursion for Larry. Yeah, uh, Kiva, I, I felt like that Donna getting upset over the appearance of of a yo yo or the mention of a yo yo. I, I felt like that. That felt like that. That was a stretch. It was a stretch, and they hadn't said the word yo yo enough for it to really make sense. I was like, why is she mad? And then I realized later on in the episode. But yeah, I do think they they needed to to bang the yo yo home one more time for that. It was uh, such a it was I, such I a reach. It was, it was that, definitely a stretch. That, uh, I can't imagine yeah. that a person whose weight goes up and down the uh, the, the sight of a yo yo is going to be upsetting. Mm-hmm. Uh, as a prolific yo-yoer, I am very triggered by the sight of a yo-yo. So this this was once again another relatable aspect of the episode. For real? No, absolutely not. No. Absolutely not. I mean, I, I did think that like the portrayal of the struggle of what it's like to yo-yo in your weight as somebody who's been on a 20-pound swing for like two years yeah. running now uh, was, was, for me at least, I thought it was funny because it felt pretty real to me. It felt pretty real to my experience. Yeah. Uh, but like I, I do think that, that Curb sometimes... Uh, you know, like some of the magic about Curb is like it's painfully real sometimes. Like sometimes it's like, oh God, you are saying the things that either like I I could never mention or you know whatever it is. Um, but then like there are these like cartoonish flourishes that are that are maybe mm-hmm. a little too cute or whatever. Like with the with the chipped teeth last week and the the, the fuffing around, uh, which I know was was good for some people, not good for others. Uh, I think it depends on how you. Uh, how you prefer uh, your curb brewed. Uh, some people pr- prefer it more of a, of a cartoonish brew. Yeah, Akiva, I, I thought that Larry just whipping out the yo-yo on the runway with uh, his beans next to him also, I just thought was a, a very weak sauce ending. Weak brew on the ending. Yeah, 
Um, I like this episode. I think I think Josh and I like the episode more than you. We let, just to do episode ranks for a second. I think. Yep. I actually have this one four two three. I one four yeah. three two. Last week yeah, we were I'm one. With you. This 100%. is my second favorite. Yeah, I yep. think I enjoyed the, I, the artificial um, fruit more. Uh, more than this one. I I just felt like that this was there was good stuff here, but I think that they could have really. Um, the fat. You know, well, I was gonna. Yeah, you could say that. Uh, they they could have the, uh, yo-yo down uh, this one. Uh, I Absolutely. think if they got this one to thirty-three minutes, I think that this would have been a tighter episode. But I'll say that I still have the artificial fruit ahead little, of this one. A little long in the chipped tooth curb this season. You know, mm-hmm. since, since the comeback, really allowing the yeah. The, Forty-five the, the minutes episode. is insane for a comedy. It's a big, yeah, it's a big, it's a big episode. I mean, that's more time than like a network drama, you know, airs for the the because you know there's no commercials in that. In, I think in that HBO they show. had to justify the expense for this episode. I don't know if they got like the hotel for free or or whatever, but I think that there were uh, reasons why they had to go uh, extra long on this episode. Yeah, did they shoot on location in Cabo? That could have been literally anywhere in Southern California. I guess so. I guess so. Uh, yeah, it felt a little bit like the hotel from last season. Remember when um, Cheryl was staying at a hotel mm-hmm. uh, and Ted Danson was going to visit her? Like, didn't it feel like that same hotel? Maybe even I'm not sure. Yeah, um, very likely. Very likely. Uh, I, I will say about the ending of the episode, uh, I would have at the moment before we saw the final image, I would have gone all in on the bet. That what we were going to see instead of Larry on the tarmac with all the beans and the yo-yo was everybody except for Larry. And Larry and the beans were going to be on the plane all by themselves. Uh, I'm shocked that Larry and his beans left the plane and uh, fully expected that Larry and all the beans were going to make it to the flight. Yeah. It would have been funny if Donna was left also. I mean, we would make Larry (laughs) so unlikable, but I feel like that would be the funniest if Donna was there. (laughs) Because isn't the relationship over? Like once we we're not going to see Donna again once... Can't Once she got so. mad that that LD and, and Cheryl were hooking up, even though it really has nothing to do with her, it's before she met. Um, well, he's also yo-yo shaming again. her pretty hard. So I think by the, yeah, by yeah. the time I think of that the relationship's fight, over. Like he's, she's out. She's out. You know, she was willing to give it a shot. Uh-huh. Free trip to Cabo, but uh, no more. But Larry and Cheryl, the the the, the way is clear, right? Like, uh, are Cheryl and Ted going to make it through this turbulent time? Um, I don't know. Our, uh, we have the big action uh, sequence in the episode, the fight between Larry and Ted Danson at the wedding. Uh, we don't know necessarily what the fallout is going to be in terms of uh, the different relationships uh, here between uh, Ted and Cheryl. Uh, we did have uh, Chekhov's uh, glasses wipe that was uh, dropped at Cheryl's bedroom earlier in the season uh this is why you don't invite divorced couples to a wedding josh yeah no it's true it was a bad call bad call all around mm-hmm. yeah um do you have a prediction akiva on where this goes from here i think at some point larry and Dave, larry and cheryl are getting back together but at the end of the season there's no way they end up together hmm yeah i think it's hard to imagine exiting the season with larry and cheryl as a couple um, except for the fact that they've done this exact song and dance before. Like they had a season that was built around Larry doing something extravagant to get Cheryl back uh, and it not bearing out in his favor that for the season to to do that again all these years later, uh, I feel I mean, maybe Curb likes to to run in circles to a certain degree, mm-hmm. um, just spinning the drain. Um, so it's, it's, it's possible. But I, I've. I want to be an optimist. I want to believe in love on this podcast. I want to believe that Larry and Cheryl will be back together by the end of the season. Yeah. Um, do you, th- you think we ever see Mickey again, Akiva? No, I think the Elephant's like a big guest star. I don't think he's showing up again. Um, I don't know. I, 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 like, I guess he was good for this episode, but he didn't really have like a POV at all. He was just like an a-hole for an a-hole's sake. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, we don't we don't get to see, by the way, like a real inside, you know, I am D bags fun fact. Uh, uh, Josh, are you a big once upon a time in Hollywood guy? Uh, I would say I am a medium size right now. Uh, and Rob, did you see it? I've watched it on a plane, but I did, was not paying super close attention to it. Oh, because his wife is like the is like the main stunt double from the the climactic scene uh. getting, you know, super bloody. Oh, so sure. it's funny she doesn't speak. It's like, oh, because she's a stunt double. She's just there for the pratfall at the wedding. You know, she's not even, you know, a, a speaking actress as much. She had like the one. Sorry. It's it's late. She's not wrong. Mm-hmm. That, was, that was a good, good, quick delivery. Yeah. 
Yeah. Um, the Willikers uh, will not ever reveal their weight to anybody, Josh. Is that right? Yeah. The Wienikers will, though. <laughs> yeah. Go, go Willikers. We discuss- Josh, Willikers. we discussed. Josh, speak very vaguely right now. In case you're we had a conversation once where I said, uh, I forgot <laughs> oh, what podcast it was, where I said, I don't know my wife's weight. And I feel like most of my male friends who have wives do not know their wife's weight. So, like, they would have a guess within like 10, but I don't know how much my wife weighs. I have no idea. So right. you're just going to listen and not say anything, but but right. uh, that, that's right. what we did discuss right. this at length once. On I think I, I I do. Yeah. Well, I, how close do. do you have to get, Akiva? I do. Like to well, say I don't you know, know maybe yo-yos. I have no idea. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I I have no idea. I mean, I guess like there's a finite, you know, a bigger person like me. There's like a larger. Uh, there's you know, you could yo-yo up and down, but I I'll guess I'll reveal my weight. You know, with I won't even have you three, guess. Like, you don't even have to guess. You don't even have to guess. I have, no, I have no, a, no, no, no. Let's not wait, do that, like, Josh. Okay. Let's not, no, Josh, because let's people not. got really mad when Rob did this. Tell us after when Rob did this. Rob, Rob did this. Yeah, what I did, didn't what say did that. Rob do? Uh, all right. Oh God. Oh man. What you revealed Rob, your weight, and people were like, know. "Oh, that makes me feel bad because you're I so didn't skinny." I hang up the phone on you when you tried to do this the last time. I will today. Oh God. Oh, Make gosh. no mistake. <laughs> oh man. I will strand you on the podcast runway, and this plane is taking off without you. Oh God. Okay, I'll keep it to myself. The podcast is too heavy. One of us has to leave. Yeah, yeah, I'll go. I'll go. Can I tell okay. you a couple other things I like from the episode? Yes, please. A couple other things I like from the episode. Uh, uh, so do- a few Don related things. When she um, when she goes for the free des- when- dessert, and Larry's like, no, 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 no thanks on the dessert. Mm-hmm. I thought that was funny. Um, like he's controlling. Like, all right, no, we're not eating right now. And then uh, like Larry ruining Leon's food. I feel like Leon should have like whooped him there. But uh, Leon just <laughs> lived in his house for free, I think. Yeah. Why? What is that? Do, like, that? do we know why? their financial arrangement at all? Like, does Leon I have expect, a job or he's uh, just like a freeloader who Leon, mooches? Leon lives on the favor tab would be my bet. I think like when Larry. Yeah. When Larry needs something, that is Leon's rent. Uh, Leon's mm-hmm. like there to be Larry's right. personal fixer. Yeah. Otherwise, I think he's living free. Signs for packages. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Right. I also uh, when um, when Le- when what's it called? They, Larry's like, oh, uh, Susie, you hate Donna. That's quite the snarky attitude towards a fellow Jew. And she's like, right. oh, I didn't know she was Jewish. <laughs> and then he's like, oh, did she have a bat mitzvah? He's like, big, big. big I love when Larry big, speaks like that. Big, big bat, bat mitzvah. mitzvah. <laughs> great. As if he knows. <laughs> that was great. Mm-hmm. That was fantastic. I liked Susie in this episode. Uh, I thought I thought. It was Josh, did stuff. you have a big bar mitzvah? Uh, I, I actually, you have a bar um, I was, I, I was recently at my parents' house on Long Island going through, uh, some, some old photos and I came across some photos of myself at my, uh, at my pretty big bar mitzvah. I would say at a pretty, pretty big bar mitzvah. <laughs> uh, and man, I was a looker. I looked Whoa. great at 13. I was, a, I, I was wow. very sharp. I didn't dressed. know that's where you were going. Yeah, I looked great. Oh, I, nice. I looked great at my bar mitzvah. It mm. looked very, very cool. You know why? Because right. it was the late. It was like the late nineties, right? So, like, if it was the early nineties, you would have had like a really regrettable clothing. But well, I, mean, uh, I think no, by a year I, or two, I, 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 I definitely... and you know, Akiva is the Mister Fashion Guru, and uh, <laughs> Fashion had, Guru didn't have a good Rob look. He would drag on my. <laughs> I've heard. I've I heard. would drag you for sure. I've heard. I've heard. <laughs> well, I like. I would say by like twenty twenty standards, it's not great. Uh, but by yeah. like 1997 or whatever it was, I think it was 97, 98. Uh, was my bar mitzvah. My uh, my wife a has baggy. A, it's a, it's a it's a shame it wasn't a tailored suit. Mm-hmm. It was a little long on me. Well, I that think. was that was the style in 97, 98. Was that was like the baggiest era? Was the late 90s? Yeah, I Jen- did, did like you have a Jenko like, a Jenko suit? I was just gonna say <laughs> Jenko suit would have been the move. That would have been great. <laughs> that have been great. Uh. I'll 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 send you the pictures. I'll I'll slide into your WhatsApp. My, my wife has such a regrettable. Hopefully she can't hear this. <laughs> when you go you... into her, my wife's childhood bedroom, that she like her bot. There's a big picture of her that all like the friends sign at the yeah. bat mitzvah, and it's a picture of her, um, I like in her bat mitzvah dress. So maybe they didn't. I don't know. Now now I just went through the time warp because how's that possible? But uh, or maybe just the dress she had worn that week. And it's so funny. Every time I walk in the room, I have to laugh because it's so. Like such a horrible style that was probably either never in or in for like two weeks in 1997. But I don't know. It's funny. Josh, anything else from this episode that you want to highlight? No, I I thought that the the return to the to the uh, 
to the spite store storyline and the apprehension of the beans by the end of this week. Uh, like, I don't know exactly what Larry's plan is. I think he just needs enough beans in order to outlive Mocha Joe, right? <laughs> like, I don't think that he cares about striking a long-term deal. I think he doesn't mind if Latte Larry's goes under after a while. Mm-hmm. Um, but I right. thought that just like oh. uh, sneaking some bags of beans felt like a uh, Felt yeah, like a lot. shouldn't he make the store that, free? I know bean in, until is a, is a Mocha Joe goes away with you guys. Yes, right yes, please, please don't talk, yeah. don't talk, uh, let's talk about that. Um, uh, I thought that it was wild that Mocha Joe brought them coffee. I was like, is Mocha Joe gonna poison Larry and Leon? He brought them coffee, and, and <laughs> yeah, Larry, I would not have drank drink that and, coffee. And Leon, that the whole reason that they were complained to Mocha Joe was that his coffee wasn't good. Now all of a sudden, Mocha Joe has good coffee. He heated it up. Got well, soup. yeah, it was cold last time. Yeah. Okay, but why is he bringing them a nice <laughs> cup of... Like, I thought that Mocha Joe, this is a contentious relationship. Like, hey, so is he just taunting them with how good his coffee is? It's a weird move. It, it's, it's it is a, a weird move. Sign. I wouldn't drink that. Yeah. I don't know. Uh, Shot across the bow. You know, like, be careful with your spite store. You don't have the right beans. Mm-hmm. Um, which feels like that's a bad tip. Uh, you don't have the right beans. Uh, and it feels like uh, they got to pay off that line. And especially now that they've introduced a bag of Cabo beans into Curb Your Enthusiasm. It feels like Chekhov's beans bag. Chekhov's bean bag. To mm-hmm. uh, okay. I think it's All right. Uh, uh, the napkin etiquette. Any thoughts on the napkin etiquette? <laughs> I think it was ridiculous to put a napkin it's in It's such a grandpa thing, right? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I don't think it's so bad. I did like the gum thing. Like, it is funny. Like, most people wouldn't touch it. But it is, like, there's nothing wrong. Like, it's just a piece of gum. You're not touching the gum. Uh, but gum is weird. Like, you don't know what, uh, where to, who, who is that? Somebody who, like, worked for Trump or somebody? Like, like or some, some guy in politics, like, was always swallowing their gum because they didn't know you're supposed to spit it out. What? Like, what? There is, there is really not that much to sense. do with that gum. That makes sense. <laughs> there is Trump administration. There's not much to do with, with, gum like when you finish chewing it's very awkward and messy if you're like you know I, I was going to a job interview uh and i was chewing gum and like at a certain point i realized and now it's like well are they watching me in the elevator can i like put it in my pocket i don't want to like walk in and mm-hmm. throw out a piece of gum yeah i shake my hand it's very you know no i recently do do had this i don't want to swallow it I, I was chewing gum and i had gone into a restaurant and i was like okay well i'll spit it out into a napkin we got to the restaurant but they had cloth napkin I'm like, oh, oh great. well, now yeah, what do I tough. do? Now what Good do I do? I, I got up, I went to the bathroom to go uh, throw out the gum. And then, like, I think, like, the anxiety only heightens because if you don't have, like, a good place to throw out the gum, you just have to, like, keep chewing the gum, and it starts tasting worse and worse and worse and worse until it tastes like nothing, and somehow, like, the nothingness tastes even worse. Mm -hmm. Uh, And, like, you're chewing and chewing, you're starting to get tired, and you've got bad mouthfeel, and you have no idea when you're going to be able to, like, reasonably uh, jettison the gum in an environmentally friendly way. Yeah. Um, So gum disposal is actually a really really tricky prospect uh bound to leave many people very uncomfortable (laughs) yeah this does feel very lived in as well yeah yeah i think it was a pretty lived in episode of curb your enthusiasm yeah mostly felt pretty real all right well i I said let's try to keep the episode a recap shorter than the episode feel like we're we're right about up against it uh anything else you want to say no, I like this episode. Um, you know, we complain about how long they are, but we'll be sad when the show is gone. So, you know, even even if there's even if it drags, you know, two three scenes an episode, keep them coming. I'm not. Mm. I'm less nervous about the direction of the season than I was two weeks ago. Now I'm fine. Just take us, have some fun, do some wacky things, a couple weird set pieces like this, and I'm happy. Okay, Josh. Any other final thoughts about Curb this week? Uh, I watched the Super Bowl Groundhog Day commercial for two days in a row, and then I stopped. Yeah, oh, shoot, I, I forgot about it. Yeah, I, was, I, I watch, totally I forgot about everything. that. It was I a good bit, it. and we forgot. I, yeah, I, I did I, watch I, it two or three times also. I was, tr- I was trying, I was trying, and then I was like, you know what, I think actually I just don't want to do this, and so I just stopped doing it. Mm-hmm. Any that would have been Robin and I had we done the Groundhog Day movie every, every day for a week. That would have been different. There's a lot more meat on the bone there. No, no highlights. You saw the commercial, right? It was mm-hmm. just that, <laughs> but uh, a couple times uh, last week. Mm-hmm. Okay. Just like three times total. <laughs> All right. Akiva, anything you want to uh, tell people to check out? I saw that the 32 fans beer tournament uh, finally dropped. 
yeah, beer tournaments there. Uh, we get a, a surprise appearance from Missy. Mm-hmm. Uh, Mike Bloom was in the house. Jordan Kalish, Allie, uh, uh, some a lot of a lot of random people were um, also there. Uh, we had a lot of fun, but the audio, I, I you know, it, you, you might have to be alone in a room. Don't listen like on the subway when things are chugging because Chester's no Scott St. Pierre. You know, it, the audio was a little rough to capture of 20 people. Yeah, in a room I started it, but I didn't have headphones in. And I felt like it was the kind of thing that I like uh, wasn't able to like hold the phone up to my head to be able to like concentrate on what was yeah, going on. It, that sort of thing. Yeah. And Chester worked hard just to get it. Listen, you're not going to get me to say anything bad about Chester. <laughs> 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 okay, uh, Josh, uh, what are you working on these days? I'm so I'm literally in the middle of podcasting this week's Down the Hatch uh, with Mike Bloom. We recorded the first half of this week's Down the Hatch uh, before we stopping down so that the three of us could record Curb Your Enthusiasm. And uh, what's the ten episode? Minutes, ten minutes from now, I'll get back on with Mike. We're up to the 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 first ever uh, Dharma Initiative orientation video, the, the properly named Orientation, Season 2, Episode 3 of Lost is what we're in the middle of right now. Um, we also doxed DJ Dom mm-hmm. uh, in a bonus episode of Down the Hatch, uh, which is a very, very highly specific thing to the Down the Hatch podcast. But if you're a Down the Hatch, uh, Down the Hatch listener, I would, I would say that that's a must listen. But it's only a must listen if you've been listening to all 140,000 hours of Down the Hatch so far. Okay. All right. Well, Josh, it's so nice to have you here with us to talk about Curb. Listen, if it gets too heavy at any point, just let me know. I'll hop off. Uh, I know there's a lot to accommodate, so you just tell me. Yeah. Okay. Right. Well, Josh, well, it wouldn't help to throw Ralph off the podcast. He's too skinny. <laughs> <laughs> it definitely be more helpful to throw him off it, for sure. Watch it, Wienicker. Okay. <laughs> So yeah. testy. You're really here. trying to burn my gravy up. today. Oh my god, I'm on edge. This is very, very no. Uh, we, no, we, for... we, we we ended that, Josh. Oh yeah, we did. Yes. yes. Um. All right, Kiva. Yes. I believe that when I see it. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Me too. For a while, it could be, it's a lot to read into for a while. Yeah. All right, uh, Akiva. Great to follow Akiva on Twitter at keep 26 uh we are taking a week off from oh my Robin podcast this week as we uh a lot going on with the survivor premiere so uh that will be back in two weeks we'll be back uh next week i don't know how we're gonna work in a a, a wiggle room and a curb podcast at the start of next week i'm ready we'll we'll get we'll get our heads together yeah. we'll figure it out uh is oh, there yeah, a wand off is curb on wand off that we want to do <laughs> Um, I think a final uh, Curb Your Enthusiasm season finale wand off if there are enough people who want to sing about it. What if like, one it? person sends in a song for next week? Yeah, and That's fine. I'm down with that. We can throw a hat that way. Okay. Yeah. All right. Great job. <laughs> Got to be careful with which hat, though. <laughs> All right. Take care, everybody. Have a good one. Bye. Bye. 